Hey, Dr. Cindy here with another episode of the Essential Therapies podcast. And today I have a throwback to 2021 with an interview I did with John Barnes, the father of myofascial release, although sometimes he likes to call himself the grandfather of myofascial release. And we are talking about myofascial release and therapeutic pain. So even though John's approach is very gentle, we never force tissue, we tell our patients to let us know if it's hurting because we will ease up. Even though it's gentle, the next day or a couple days later, you might experience some discomfort or even pain or even pain that reminds you of a trauma that you had a long time ago. I've had my patients experience this and I've experienced it myself. So what does that mean and what is the benefit of that? John talks about that in this episode and what considerations are helpful for healing. I hope you enjoy this replay. Here again with John, we're having our little chats about great things. And one of them we thought we'd talk about right now is therapeutic pain and the healing crisis. So I know this is something that um, I've experienced lots of times, not only myself, but myself when it was happening to me, John, I like trust the process, you know, <laughs> I had already was believing in trusting this process and it, it was not a problem. I mean, it was still challenging, but when we get new patients, especially, and they are kind of hit with this, they kind of feel like they're hit with it, you know, they don't know how to handle this. And even as we talk them through it, it's scary, and I just wondered if we could you could share some thoughts about that, um, how to handle it, how to how to warn them, all of it. Yeah, I, let's use the word educate them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's really important though to educate them the first visit or two, mm -hmm. because you never know if it's going to happen or not. And what I pretty much say to most new patients is, after my fascia release, sometimes you feel really good. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you're going to get really stirred up. And it can be very intense at times, but it will never injure you. And you have to repeat this to the patient over and over again. It'll never injure you because we've had a misinterpretation of pain most of the time. Because as I said, most people don't understand the therapeutic pain concept. Mm -hmm. So they, most people interpret pain as they're going to die. So what were we taught to do? We were taught to drug ourselves, to drink too much, distract herself, talk too damn much, and anything we can do not to feel. Mm -hmm. But the key to healing is feeling. And so it's important you repeat that often with them. To so say, if, if you get stirred up at night, that's actually good. Not that I want you to hurt, but I know that's part of the healing process. It's nature's way. Mm -hmm. So that when you leave after treatment, <clears throat> when you get back to your room or your home, you may start to shake, emotions may come up, your pain may intensify. You may have pain in different areas of your body, you don't think we're a problem. So try not to, you do whatever you want to do, but try not to be taking drugs or liquor. Try to be with the pain. It usually lasts for a couple of hours, sometimes a day or two. Mm -hmm. And then when I see you again, and the sooner you can get in to see me, the better, because that'll help you get through it faster. Mm -hmm. So when you do come in, let me know what happened and let me know if there's new areas because I want to be able to treat those areas too. That's something we call the fascial voice experience. And you want the patient to report that back to you while you're treating them too. See, sometimes when I'm touching you, you're going to feel things far away from where my hands are. 
the fascial system's all connected. And so wherever you feel things at some point, let me know, because I need to treat all those connections too, okay? okay. So, um, as most of you know that have taken my seminars, as a therapist, we have to learn to quiet ourselves down where we're treating people so we can feel. When we're thinking or talking, we're not feeling much at all. So that's why it's important we get treated also and treat ourselves regularly. So when you're treating somebody, just let them know that they have, you must always have a control word because the key to healing is letting go of control and trusting your subconscious. But initially that's really scary for most of us. Mm -hmm. We were told not to do that. That's some kind of a bad thing. So to say that anytime that something feels too much for you, let's use the words ease up or halt. It can be any words you want, the ones that's mutually understood. But ease up or halt works pretty good for most people. We use that in the seminars too. So when they say that, whether you agree with them or not, always ease up and hold immediately. They have to know that you're respecting them and you're listening to them. Otherwise, nobody's gonna let go of control enough to do that. You know? mm -hmm. And then it gets easier and easier for them when they see the positive result, they have to go through whatever came up for them. When you're treating them, you're always feeling into their body. And uh, if you notice that they're starting to brace against pain, mm -hmm. Initially, don't say anything at once, right away, <clears throat> excuse me. But if they're still bracing, that's when you start to educate. So this is an educational process too. This isn't just learning a couple of techniques. This is a whole way of perceiving ourselves, the world, and therapy. And it's a very effective way. Mm -hmm. It's nature's way, basically. So uh, that's when you start to say, you know, do you realize you're tightening? See if you can soften a bit. Now, some people will soften, but most will be a bit of a struggle for a while because they lost the ability to soften mm -hmm. and they're scared to death. So get across to them that therapeutic pain is not injurious whatsoever. I've written an article called Therapeutic Pain. If you go to my website, uh, look up the article section and that's a good article for your patients to read to. You're welcome to print it out. There's another article called My Fast Release, The Missing Link in Treatment. That's a good generic article for people mm -hmm. to read. It goes over how this fast restrictions don't show up in all the standard testing and uh, how the, when, when the restrictions occur, they can have generate a tensile strength up to approximately 2,000 pounds per scratch crushing pressure. When the patient hears that though, they, you see a wave of hope run across their face because all the experts have told there's nothing wrong with your tests are showing nothing. So now they finally realize there's something happening, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a, back, it's a very delicate interplay between you and your patient or client. So if they tighten up, wait a bit, and then they soften, and then eventually they'll start to soften more and more as they gain trust in the whole process. So you have to be patient with them. There'll be some people that are so terrified they'll never let go. Mm -hmm. Don't be hard on yourself. All you can do is the best you can, the best you can do. Mm -hmm. So it's a very important process because if we don't feel that, that includes ourselves, there's no no healing that's going to be of any depth or any length of length of time. You've mentioned before about the tissue memory, 
coming up and is how is that related to the therapeutic plan? I'm thinking of, I've had this happen a few times with different patients, but someone who had uh, a pain that came up that was just like an injury she had five years before, which she didn't even tell me about because she had completely forgotten about that. You know, luckily I had said to her, you know, sometimes old pain can come up again. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, how they'll remember some of what you say because there's a lot going on. <laughs> and then she remembered that piece, thank goodness, because she came back the next time and said, if you hadn't told me that, I might have ended up in the ER because of this sacrum pain I had, which then I realized it was the same pain I had from this injury five years ago. Um, can you talk, if add to that at all, as to how that can happen and what, you know, maybe some either examples or yeah. why it happens? The problem is that most researchers are looking in the brain for memory right. and uh, and as if that's where our intellect lies in it, part of it, for sure. It's helpful to start to understand that we're a hologram, this beautiful hologram. And it's not just pictures the way we've been taught. The hologram, so when you leave your body, when you've been overwhelmed, uh, somehow, it gets stuck in this hologram, both in every cell, the trillions of cells we have, and out, way out here somewhere, okay? Our energy field is way out there. And so that um, is sights, there's smells, there's sounds, pain, fear, all that kind of thing. And so that as the body processes that finally and fully experiences it, as unpleasant as it may be, it never injures. That's when your body starts to heal, has to have that, complete that experience, and that's what the myofascial therapist does for their patient. And that's what we have to do for ourselves. And I'll tell you, as much as you're familiar with it, and a lot of therapists out there, they're watching this now, as well as I've been doing this, there's times when you go into that healing crisis, you're not sure whether you should go to the emergency room. <laughs> if you're just run over by a truck, it's probably a good idea. Right, but, right. <laughs> I've had my patients say that to me a lot, I'm sure they have you too. My God, that hurt worse than the day the damn truck hit me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you didn't feel it. You know? Yeah, uh, the protection mode. Exactly. It's instantaneous. It's amazing. It's an amazing experience, you know. So it's it's all it's a, it completes the experience. So a lot of people have had car accidents. It's not that you're thinking about the car accident. We've done that a million times. We talked about it, but I think a lot thought about it. And that, that goes back to something, I'll come back to that in a minute, but then it's important for the patient to tell their story to you. But after two or three times, the story's in the way. It's not the story, it's the emotions and the sensations under the story that this work gets to that finally frees you. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit, there's gonna be a point when you have to ask your patient not to think about them or don't talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. Just feel what your body's telling you right now, this moment. Mm -hmm. So, um, Instead of thinking about the car accident, as you're, as you're being unwound or you're having structural work or rebounding done, as you go back into this, all of a sudden, you're looking through the windshield at this truck coming at you. You feel the horror of, you realize you're about to get hit by this massive truck. You hear the metal crunching. Mm -hmm. You hear the seatbelt crushing against your chest, blood running down your face. You hit the windshield, glass breaking. And you scream, maybe because you never had time to scream. You finally get the scream out. The tears, the emotions come billowing out of you.
And as that occurs, all of a sudden, that's when healing commences. It's the most amazing experience. And there's so many good therapists out there doing that now. So I really strongly feel that this is the healthcare of the future. We'll always need good doctors, we'll need surgery at times, we'll need medication at times. But this is a key, a big, a massive one. You know? the, sub, the talk of the subconscious, I think, is so, I mean, I just even can feel it here, hearing you talk about it. Um, it runs 95% of what we do every day, you know what I'm saying? Probably more, yeah. Probably more, yeah. yeah. And, and runs so the show. Break, know what it does. Yeah, so mm -hmm. breaking that cycle is is hard to do. And, and just hearing you say this now, is we do that at the tissue level, it's a completely different experience than trying to do it intellectually because you can't really break it intellectually. Exactly. This, this way, at least in the tissues. That's exactly correct. It's amazing what our subconscious does for us. And we had that all wrong too. Your fascia is your subconscious. Mm -hmm. And your subconscious basically needs the fluid of your fascia nobody paid attention to. To be fluid enough to be able to let the photons run through and the memories to finally process where they were stuck. Mm -hmm. um, there's some statistics that say that every cell has 100,000 interactions per second. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's mind-boggling. And you have trillions of cells. Mm -hmm. So it's another big part of that, talking about the neurological system. The moment we're in trauma, the moment we have to then leave our body to protect ourselves or save our life, you're either in a sympathetic or parasympathetic state. Now you get locked into it. So you've talked about this before, you know, you're like the person who runs around 20 cups of coffee a day, you're agitated, you can't be still, you can't sleep well, your life's a mess. Or it's just no energy at all. Mm -hmm. And so you're stuck, that's the most unhealthy thing, you're stuck in a, you've lost the, your adaptability as a human being to be able to respond by the moment to things. Mm -hmm. So we become reactive instead of responsive and it's a whole different world. So this has everything to do with the quality of our world. When we get in touch with who we truly are, which is channel three, that's the loving, creative, wise, sensual part of our being. Uh, when you find yourself, it's just a magnificent experience. And that's what you see your patients do all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. It's amazing how scary that is for, for people. For how us. scary it is? Scary, yeah, yeah. To, to go into this place of quiet. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, any other thoughts on pain, the therapeutic pain piece, or the or the memory? To well, I think the important thing also for us when we get treated as therapists or physicians, and for patients and clients, is to know you can pace it. You don't have to do it all at once. Yeah. That's why you have the control words, and just let them let them know. Because some people say they had. They had relief for five minutes, but they're all ticked off because they only had it for five minutes. To say your subconscious holding patterns are so powerful, the fact that you had it for one minute or five minutes or 20 minutes, it shows the potential's there. Yeah. So it's not, we have to sort of chip away at it. So repetition is important. And it's a good place for you to bring up the concept of self-treatment with your patients. And every patient should learn how to treat themselves too. And then they have a lifetime skill. Mm -hmm.
You, the therapist, are there to help guide them, to facilitate them. They have to understand that they heal themselves. We don't heal them. And so they have to take responsibility for themselves, too. Yeah. You used to say five minutes a day. Right? Well, I... At least, well, yeah. <laughs> at least five minutes preferably a day. Preferably more. <laughs> I have to... Uh, the therapist... When, it, when therapists first come to my seminar, they're very resistant. Mm -hmm. And we all have this uh, message that it's selfish to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So we have to get through that because that's total silliness. Mm -hmm. It's our responsibility mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves, so we can be strong enough and emotionally stable and mentally clear to help our patients. I mean, if you're all screwed up, and most therapists are, not the ones I've trained. <laughs> Their subconscious feels that in the therapist. Mm -hmm. A therapist isn't channel five. Nobody's about to let go. Mm -hmm. It's like a dog smells your fear. The patient, their subconscious is afraid of the therapist if the therapist is full of fear. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, most are full of fear. Mm -hmm. So becoming a good myofascial therapist isn't just learning a few techniques. It's learning to get in touch with yourself, achieve your own power, your own calmness, your own tranquility. That is our natural state, and you don't need drugs for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Another break. Thank you, John, for this great information and reminding us that healing is feeling and that we should avoid masking the pain with drugs or alcohol. MFR releases the stuck subconscious holding patterns that are within our fascia and even short periods of relief show potential for healing. Channel 3 is our intuitive feeling side and Channel 5 is our intellectual side. Healing requires being present in Channel 3. Seek out myofascialrelease.com for more information. And remember, we are responsible for our own healing and consistent self-treatment. Thank you for watching.